Hello, this is Master Jotty. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is Podcast 147, part of the Ascendance series. This is called Ascendance Introspection. Uh, my guest today is Peter. So for those who don't know what the Ascendance series is about, is it, it's about like real-life cases on individuals who've come from extreme, one extreme into uh, another extreme uh, of their life uh, through exponential intelligence or through using exponential intelligence. So, uh, and what they've gone through, the trials, tribulations to get to where they got. Uh, So it's a great learning experience for a lot of us. But but let's just go ahead and jump in. Uh, Again, welcome Peter, thanks for being uh, on the podcast. My pleasure. It's, uh, it's It's an honor to have you here. Sure. Do you want to explain a little bit on, say, some of your achievements, some of your successes, so we can get a nice grounding uh, for the story? Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me here. Um, So basically, if I look at my life, let's say the last 20 years, um, success I would have defined by achieving a certain position in business, um, certain financial wealth, a certain level of health, and basically family life. I've had two families, five children, which I'm lucky and happy about, Um, but I would have defined it that way. So when I started my career, basically I moved all the way from being a programmer like yourself, Mars. I digged into creating things, and then I learned pretty fast that in order to develop my personality and grow, I should move into sales, a commercial environment, which is much more extrovert than being a programmer introvert. So I moved into sales, and then I moved into management positions when I was like 26, 27. Wow. So I was much older than my peers at that level, much more uh, due to my childhood, which we'll talk about later. So I was pretty senior at that level. So at 26, I was running a company of 30 people as a general manager. And then every 18 months, I progressed really fast in my career. I had this crazy drive to prove myself, to be worthy, to be rich, to become free and independent. So in the course of 20 years, I basically moved to becoming a CEO, the highest level you can reach in any corporation, in five companies. Wow. So from a, um, let's say, human perspective, I was very successful. I made a ton of money. By the time I was 40, I was uh, independent, financially independent. I had a big house, a lovely family, a Porsche, uh, another family car. I had my swimming pool. I had my wine cellar. I traveled like crazy, so this was the highest level. Yeah, your, yacht, your yachts or your sailing? My you sailboat, of course, sailboats. has always been with yeah, me. You so gotta yeah. have a sailboat. Yeah, so at that point, I've, I've reached the point where I said, you know, whatever I can reach in business as a business individual and grow as a human at the same time, because every time I put the bar higher, it's like, how far can I go? Can I really become a VP of sales? Can I become a CEO? Can I become this? It went naturally. But there was all this willpower behind it and this force to be successful, have power, have money, basically ego-driven. Right, right. So can I ask you, Peter, so what do you think that drive was? Where do you think it came from? Well, it's very clear uh, in retrospection or introspection. um, Basically, in my childhood, we were very poor. So I come from a family of poor people, workers, working family. Um, My father died when I was 10. And my father was only 36, so my mother was also 36. So my mother was basically stuck with a family of four kids and no no husband, no father. So she had to go out and scramble money by cleaning houses. Mm. And at that time, I was only 10 years old. I was still studying. So at that point, I told myself, 
unconsciously, but partly conscious, like, I don't want this life. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to make money. I'm going to have independent freedom. I'm going to take care of my family, my kids. I don't want the same life. And that created a survival mode to basically bring this enormous willpower to achieve whatever I could do, which is almost like a top sporter. Mm-hmm. When they really want to achieve the highest possible, they got this commitment, drive, and intention. Or, or you know, So can I interject right yeah. there? That's a lovely story. Um, so your drive was uh, to achieve more and more and more, but did you notice that achieving more and more didn't get you what you wanted? Totally, because obviously in the process of these 20 years, I've had several burnout situations, yep. um, heart problems, I lost my first family when I was 40. We got divorced, unfortunately, with two lovely children when they were very small still. So the sacrifice of all my success was my body was deteriorating. Mm-hmm. I had headaches all the time. My neck was stuck all the time. I had a cold mm-hmm. all the time, taking pills. So the cost of staying on my toes and really pushing against my own value system, basically, mm-hmm. not being who I am, really off from myself, yeah, divorces. I lost money several times. I went bankrupt and got back up. Mm-hmm. So it came with a high cost. Very high cost. And this is what, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs or successful individuals, they, the, whatever tool that they, um, that was used to say abuse them or the situation that they were in, they want to remove themselves so far away from that, that they will become successful. But unfortunately that, that stick that made them successful, that stick is still continues. The key is to use that stick the way you did, Peter, but then have the understanding it's like okay i don't need that stick anymore and you can let go of it and then that success can be yours so but continue on yeah so so basically when i reached that point at at 40 or 42 where i said you know i have it all financially independent family not not health and i was not happy i was lacking something Mm -hmm. which i've known in retrospect all my life because when i was around 18 i'm not brought up in a religious environment my mother left me free she was the only one there to control me she says you figure out your own way so I went to churches like yourself. I'm mm-hmm. From 18 to roughly 38, I went to all different churches, try, try to find out the truth about who am I, why am I here, and what's this God thing, right? This connection right. thing, right. how we're all brought into this universe, basically. So I didn't find the answers. I found some peace with some of the teachers, but I found all along that whatever Jesus or, or, or pure source or God meant was not what they were saying. They were right. distorted. They right. were fraud. And it was not the truth. I recognized that early on. But I was still searching because I never left that searching for myself, basically, for home. So I, that took around 20 years from 18 to 40. Then I had my burnout. I got divorced. Can I define something right there? Yeah. So, um, and sorry for interjecting. No problem. But for people. No, I love it. So, so there's nothing wrong with religion. But uh, again, with Peter understanding that, you know, the, the definition of what God is, according to religions, wasn't accurate it doesn't mean that there's no god uh against like science belief it's like you know if it if the bible doesn't hold true then there's no god right well what if there's another way of looking at god or what i call pure source and you had the intuition or the brilliance to go god this shit doesn't work but i know that there's something out there right yeah i i I made a connection i had glimpses of the connection despite of what they were saying because you're in this community of love Mm -hmm. and then the guy who speaks some of them are very distorted but so i felt that i knew that the truth was there for me to find which is to find yourself Mm, and make that connection so at certain points when i was praying 
I was in bliss in heaven, and I didn't know what it was. But then you hear the story from the guys and the way they behaved in churches and the way they discriminate. And I was like, I'm out of here. This is not it. So I kept going from church to church to more open religion, not finding the truth. Right. Up until my burnout. So when I reached my burnout, everything fell apart. My body was collapsing. I thought I'll never recover. I'll never be able to work again. Mm-hmm. My, obviously, my marriage fell apart because I was not able to provide anymore. So time frame, age-wise? About 42. That's young. Yeah. Well, you know, I live a fast life. And like I said, I, I grew up without a father, so I matured mm-hmm. pretty fast. So I've always been older, living mm-hmm. much faster and more experienced than my other similar age people both in business but also privately. So I, I felt pretty old at 42. Yeah, so if it's not too, uh, if it's okay with you, if it's comfortable, can you just kind of describe your family life? Because a lot of, this is part of the abuse pattern, uh, just so some people can resonate with yeah, no, some no, of the abuse no, that no you problem, went through. Well. I'm very open about that stuff because, I mean, I've been through it, but I don't see it as bad. There no. Is, right now there's no good experience. and bad. It's just an experience exactly. that made me grow and made me who I am, right? right. And I'm here. Exactly. So, if that means that other people can recognize that or, mm-hmm. or, or vibrate with that and see it in their right. own lives, I mean, this is how it went. So basically, like I said, uh, poor family, uh, but pretty solid myself in a, in a pretty crazy family. When my father died, I took over. So I became the leader of the family and I had to take care of three kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, unconsciously and take care of my mother. She was very unstable, as you can imagine, at that age. Um, at the same time, if you look at my father's family, so my father, my uncles, and my grandfather, they were one of the most craziest families that I can think of. So as a child, I remember just sitting there on Sundays thinking, these people are all crazy. I'm in a zoo. Um, they would drink. They would scream at each other. They would almost fight and hit each other. Um, they, some of them had to go to jail. I don't know why. Right now, I do know why. But at that time, <laughs> I'm like, why do you have to go to jail? What is this all about, right? So. Every Sunday we went there, I was going crazy, like this is not how life should be. So I felt different and I just checked out. They thought I was crazy because I wanted to study. I looked intelligent already at the age of 10. I was different Mm -hmm. than all the other kids and siblings. So I was on my own and then my father, unfortunately, when he was sober and not on alcohol, he was a lovely man. Everybody loved him. My mother clearly loved him. Um, My grandmother loved him. He was the oldest kid of 16 kids. So he was the darling. But mm. as soon as he started drinking, he was a devil. So unfortunately, possession. Hmm? possession. Possession. Yeah, he was possessed by alcohol. He became a different right. man. So unfortunately, every weekend he drank. Like at th- those times after the war, people in construction, they you know they get their cash on Friday night. They go into the bar until Sunday night. They come out drunk and without any money. So every weekend, my mother would say, "Go, go fetch your father. He's probably." some sort of brothel or he's somewhere in the pub go get him he's probably spending all the money we don't have food the whole week this is my childhood for probably consciously three four years from seven to ten until he died so that has formed me and i remember obviously when i when i did a lot of work later on finding myself uh, looking at my childhood which i totally blocked because i went gone mm-hmm. i didn't remember anything of that period and now i do looking back so basically i was hiding a lot of times when he came home really drunk screaming at my Mm -hmm. mother and father Uh, i had things going through the room and as a little boy you sit there and you can't do anything you're helpless can't do anything. so that was terrifying and i just blocked it but now Mm -hmm. it's all back it is what it is it formed me though right because two things first of all um i realized later on when my father died that he actually saved me or i saved him because if i would have been growing up the way i did later 
pretty strong, I would have probably killed him for what he did to my mother and to mm -hmm. the family. Yeah. So there's a good reason he checked out. Secondly, I also realized later that him checking out or going to the other side gave me the space and freedom to be more of myself. First of all, I had control over my life, and right. I know he was my hero still, like your father mm -hmm. typically is your hero. I would have been like him. I would have been abusive. I would have been an alcohol. I would have been in construction until I wake up at one point in my life, but it would have been even tougher because now I had the freedom to become who I am. Well, so other than the construction, you were kind of running his patterns, right? Oh, I was totally Alcohol running his patterns, yeah. No, like as you were becoming successful. Yes. Well, so it was it, just like magnified. It was magnified, yeah, totally. Everything was magnified. Yeah. So Money is a magnifier, by the way. So. True. So, so I, I think the fact that I had money, I used it for power. Um, not only in business, because I had power as, as I went through the ranks up until CEO, which is the highest level, right? Mm -hmm. I, I control and I decide. So I had that attitude. Mm -hmm. I was not a bad guy. They liked me. They, they believed in me. They wanted to follow me, people. So they were happy, but well, I was very... You can make profits. Hmm? It's all about making money. Yeah, they make made money. money they had good salaries. So they were all happy. Yeah, exactly. um, but at the same time, I, I realized later, like I was full of control and dominance, fearful. Mm -hmm. um, I had to have control and decide what happens. Um, same with the family and the kids. I didn't spend any time with my kids. I was just working, working, working. I cheated on mm -hmm. my first wife. I cheated on my second girlfriend, wife with children. So the, the abuse patterns and the cheating patterns all came from my father and my mm -hmm. grandfather. It's in my, my brother, it's in my sister even. Right. So those hereditary patterns of addiction, abuse, cheating, want to go for wealth, showing off, show that you're somebody. Right. And this, all this stuff came from that lineage. So when did this all like culminate and go, God, I got to do something. 42, when I had my burnout, which is a blessing. Yes. And the first day I had, uh, had my burnout, I met a guy who also had a burnout. I says, Peter, this is a blessing in disguise, man. Mm -hmm. This is not bad. And you're like, yeah, right, dude. I'm throwing up. I'm sick. <laughs> I got headaches. I can't work. My family's falling apart. This is a real blessing. But I've got a lot of money. Got a lot of money. Got a yeah. lot of success well, on actually, the outside. Actually, I lost my money straight uh, after that, like 80, 90% of it. It's like everything <laughs> collapsed. All right. Um, so I'm sitting at home, but then something in me clicked. It's like, okay, now I'm in this situation. What do I do? I need to get out of it, which mm -hmm. is my resolution business mind. So I right. said, let's buy some books about breathing and calming down and meditating oh, cool. so I can get my system, because my whole nervous system was on full alert, fight and flight all the time. Mm -hmm. So let's do that. So I did that for two, three days, calmed me down, and then I found a spiritual book, of mm. course, not just about breathing and being in balance, but about, hey, there's something else which I'm still looking for and I'm missing really deeply. So I found the first spiritual book, and then I started reading and go online. So for one year, try to recover from my burnout. I didn't go to doctors or other people. I just felt inside, I need to find myself. Why am I here, and what am I doing here? What's the purpose of my life? Which yes. I felt before I went to church at 18. Mm -hmm. So as a child, I knew it. Now was the time to come back, take the time, invest the time to calm down, find the truth. Why am I here? Right. So that was the start of my spiritual search or my search for truth, as you can call it. So that was at 42. So I dropped business. I kept providing for my family. There was enough cash to do that. And I went off. I went to India mm -hmm. to Osho, one of the spiritual teachers at that time. Um, he was dead already. He was not in the body. But something pulled me there. Mm -hmm. Somebody, Something told me, go to this place where this guy used to live in India and you'll be home. That was, it was not a voice, it was just a knowing, and nobody told me. 
So I, I jumped in a plane. I come there in India, in, in, the, in the ashram of him, and I feel home. I felt this peace, like I'm in a bubble, you know? You, you walk in there, and it's a city of four million people, crazy India, dirty, noisy, nuts. And you walk into this place, and you're in this bubble of silence, peace, love, and I was like, what's going on? So do you think it's just a physical bubble, or do you no, it's think it's just like a consciousness bubble? Yeah, consciousness. It's a Buddha field. We call it a Buddha field, a mastermind. Mm -hmm. It's something you feel home, safe, which I've never felt in business, I've never felt in my family. So there you, you came home, not really home to yourself, as we know it now connected to pure source, but the peace and the silence and feeling that you're home, yeah, consciously, energetically, consciously, I was there. So that was a, that was a, wow, I had so much detox there emotionally. I collapsed, cried, loneliness, all the stuff came out just by walking into that conscious field without any help of teachers or whatever. Obviously meditating four or five times really a day. Really the key. Yeah. So it was for me on my own and I experienced yeah. it right away. Something in me woke up to say, okay, there's a lot more. I might find my home. I might find mm -hmm. my truth. Why am I here? What am I doing? So I stayed there for several months, actually, uh, like two, two, three months. Mm -hmm. Saw the teachings that he did at that time, which at that time was quite contemporary. It was really good. It was called dynamic meditations instead mm -hmm. of the old traditional sitting meditations, which fits more to my style in this, this society. Um, so at that time, I was going back up. And after typically two years, I started my own company. I was reasonably okay my body was still pretty weak but mm -hmm. i went back into business starting own businesses plus becoming a ceo again because i had to, i had a new girlfriend mm -hmm. we had a new family with another at that time one kid but then two kids three kids she loved me for money i mean she i attracted her at the right time i was still about power <laughs> and money and she was about oh nice guy give me kids give me security give me money so we were both very happy Mm -hmm. We both ran control and abuse patterns still, of course, because I course. didn't work on that. <laughs> I right. just worked on getting healthy and balanced, but right. nothing about releasing any programs. I didn't understand that stuff. Right. So we got together a pretty rich lifestyle, but then it fell apart again because I was going back into the old mode, the old pattern. So it became a circle and a circle. Here I came again. Power, money, beautiful girl on my arm, kids, cars. I crashed again after two years. Not so deep anymore because I was meditating. Mm -hmm. My body was stronger. I was listening all the time to the teachers and, the, and reading the books and stuff. So I was at a different place. But I just went into the same trap. So then I said again after two years, you know, I'm, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm going to dig deeper to really find myself, which immediately put a rift in my relationship again. Like, what? You're not going to provide for the family. You're not going to be a CEO. You're not going to be rich. You're going to go again to India and find yourself, you idiot. I mean, how do you support us? I said, well, there's still cash. So here's the money, but I'm just gone again. I need to do this thing. And she did not understand. Like most people will not understand. And she didn't give me the freedom. There was not the unconditional love to find who I am. Not betraying her and not going away from the family, but I just had to do this. So that right. was another really painful confrontational time. Losing another family, which was really hard for me. But I knew I had to do it. Deep down, I know I, I, I'm on this path now. There's no way back. There's only one way up, right? <laughs> no other way. But I was still running all these distorted programs. So I, did, right. I did, had no control. I didn't know. Well, I followed my intuition and, and my guidance, but uh, I didn't really progress, actually. That's what I realized in, in retrospection now. So at that time, I was close to the spirit or the consciousness of Osho and of course the people that lived around him very close I became friends with really close people 
and I still felt like, you know, this is bringing me forward, mm-hmm. but it's not right. Like in church, it's not really right. So what I've learned going, working with these people, doing teachings and stuff, is like, you know, I saw all my comic stuff from past lives. So I did a lot of regressions to my past life, seeing myself being killed, seeing myself being tortured, being a rapist, being a killer. So all the aspects of humans that we go through in lives and we judge other people's on in this life, Mm -hmm. I saw. So I'm like, okay, I'm all these parts of the diamond, right? I'm not just a nice guy or a good guy. No, we're all of it. So drop all this judgment stuff. Um, Then in the regression and also doing a lot of rebirthing and a lot of childhood stuff, I released the traumas from my childhood at at a high level, not at a deep level, but at a service level. Plus, I, I healed my inner child. I realized in order to be whole, I need to have my inner child be feeling safe, feeling loved, which he never felt. And I was the father. I had to, It was part of my consciousness. It's mm-hmm. not real. It's Part of my consciousness was the inner child. Part of it was the businessman. Part of it was my essence, which is neutral. So there were all these fragments of me which were out. I was not whole. I was not together. So the inner child healing took me several years with a lot of work in India and throughout Europe, mm-hmm. where I felt more whole and more peaceful and I could I could be myself. Um, so what other modalities did you say experiment before you got into what, I, I, met you? what I did? Yeah, yeah so I, st- I started with Osho because that felt closest and then I went on to contemporary teachers like Muji, um, some non-duality teachers, as they call it, Jeff Foster, Batillo Massaro, Eckhart Tolle. I read all Eckhart's books, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. Um, Conversations with God, Neil, Neil Donald Walsh. Yeah, I read a ton of books because I was mm-hmm. in learning mode. This is my rational business mm-hmm. thing, right? I got to figure this out. So I was reading all that stuff. I could I could speak for three days, bullshitting from my mind reproducing what they've said conceptually it was not from my essence not living from it no i still did not live from it although i progressed but i was not living from it and i did not find the happiness and the the truth that i was looking for so i was still in catch 22 but i gained all that knowledge and then i came to a point after being with all these teachers visiting them doing workshops doing trainings myself like uh, reiki craniosacral uh, psychotherapy regression therapy i was getting it for myself to cure and mm-hmm. become whole. Same time I was doing it to people as well as a, as oh, a cool. trainer. So did you take, I don't know, like mind-altering drugs, no. things like that? Okay. No, so all my life drugs are not my thing. Alcohol okay. is an addictive thing that I had, but no drugs, no smoking. Okay. Some people get that to be enlightened, although it's destructive for them. Yeah, so I don't, I don't believe that. Or, and my friends either, are, but. did ayahuasca and they did all that, that stuff, not my thing. Yeah, I, I knew they were going into other realities or seeing this reality in a different way. But intuitively, I knew I can do that as well. There's another way talking without about, that. Yeah, talking about your intuition, Peter, and, and I think this is what's really key for you is really neat, is that you don't think as terms as good and bad. You So you see the situation or the teachings and you go, okay, what can I pull out of that teachings to benefit me? Yes. Whether it is good or bad, which is yes. really good. Yes. Which is fantastic, and that's... Well, that's part of the success mechanism for significant success. So, yeah, and it's, it's also it's also I was on a research trip, which is typically me. I want to research. So, mm-hmm. before um, I come to a certain point where I, I think I can speak or I can heal or I can or facilitate healing and work with people, 
I wanted to see everything to see if it's true or not. Mm -hmm. Like I know that whatever they said about the Bible, about Jesus and God was not true. Right. I knew the truth. Right. So I knew that if I see not the religious modalities, but all the spiritual guru type or healing modalities, I would find what's true and not true. Right. So later on, I can come from a point for myself and for others where I speak from authority. Or authority is a wrong word, from experience. Like, you know, I've been there, I've seen it, I've done it. This is what I, feels true to me, looking at all of it, which is quite disappointing. So before I met you, I was going through all that stuff. I saw all my friends who've been meditating for 40 years every day, twice a day, being with Osho, living with Osho, living with Bettino, living with all these teachers. They were completely nuts in my view still. Now, it sounds arrogant, but I felt like, okay, I have not made that connection to God or pure source, but you guys for sure not. And it shocked me. It's like we spent all this time. I, I broke two families to go to all these gurus. I spent all my money, all my cash. I burned all my family and all these teachings and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have still not reached anyway. Yes, I'm more clean. Yes, I'm more balanced. Yes, I meditate, so I'm calm. But I haven't found the reason why I'm here. Who am I? Am I connected? This, this, this lacking feeling of happiness is really when you're connected to this source, whatever you call that. Right. And I felt that lack from when I was a child. I, I basically tried to fill it with family, kids, business. Uh -uh. And then I thought with gurus, meditation, blah, 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 I will find that. No, I did not. Or women. Or women. A lot or of women. A <laughs> lot, lot of women. Yes. yes. A lot of fun stuff. Yes. But which I don't regret, by the way. I mean, it is what it is. I've learned from it. I've, I've grown from it. I've got the mirror back. I mean, mm -hmm. as you sow, so you will, you will receive. So I've seen the other side of what I did to them and they did to me. It was one big learning experience to come to this point when, when I met you. So fortunately, I always meet the right guy at the right time. So I was introduced to you by one of the people that you worked with, which mm -hmm. was very, very happy, very pleased. Um, she brought me, she said, hey, come meet this guy because I talked to her all the time about my experience with all the other teachers and I was not getting where I wanted to be. There was something wrong, something mm -hmm. lacking. And I was still disconnected to make it blank. So then she said, come meet this Master Jody guy. I said, okay, interesting guy. I'll come to London and I'll pay a lot of money and I'll fly up there and I'll see this guy, see what happens. So um, that was a special experience because deep down I know there was a good connection. There was a reason to go yeah. like I always have. I trust like you say, spirit has my back. I didn't understand spirit at that time. Something has my back. Right. It's guiding me through this life. That's why my life always felt right and good mm -hmm. and great. Well, if you listen to the story, it's not so great as a human, but I felt it was right, right. all the time. So when I met you, I felt it was right. But you were a pretty funny guy, um, disconnected <laughs> because you're obviously in a different space. And as a human, it was hard to relate to the experience and the connections. Like, and I was in a, in a, still in an ego space, like, okay, this is not the right guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna check him out, but that's it. So I didn't. I didn't hook up with you for a year. Mm -hmm. uh, but that person who was in my life also disappeared for a year and then came back. Said, "Hey, have you worked with Mars now? Are you doing 21 days?" I said, "No, but I'm intrigued again." So yeah. So where is he? And then you were in Dubai, mm -hmm. right? Um, out of all places, which I've been a few times. It was intriguing. So I said, "Oh, so." Immediately, I felt like if I want to really connect to somebody, I got to really connect. That's me. I don't know why. So mm -hmm. I just don't go and teach it to listen. I find if he's truthful and I connect on whatever level, you would say spirit level right now, I guess. But I need to really connect. So I flew up to Dubai. I booked it. And then, well, obviously, the, we were here at the event. 
Mm -hmm. So when I met you guys, you and Faye, and there was something there, but I tried to stay humble and just be away because I, I don't want to really force myself into anything that's not right. I've learned that from other teachers, but there was something really right. So I was dancing and jo joyfully inside, sitting there on the event, looking at you, doing your stuff, and there was something really, I don't know how to describe it, there was something joyful, like I found somebody that can help me find the truth. So it was I, very I, different than yeah. whatever you went through. Yeah, because it was, a, it was on a different level. The other one was exciting because I could learn a lot mm -hmm. about spirituality, basically building up build up a spiritual ego, right? Mm -hmm. Be a teacher again, yes. be a smart guy again that people will look up to. That was the whole guru time. This was different. This was at a, at a different level where I can find myself. Because I also didn't believe in gurus or teachers anymore. It's like life either. is my teacher and I'm going, but this guy yeah. might help me accelerate. Right. And I was all about acceleration, see how far I could go, like I did in my business career. How yes. far can I go and push and find myself? So, so I think we connected well there, and I saw the work that you're doing. I was blown away, because I always knew when I was um, doing all these workshops, learning how to heal people, mm -hmm. they were all 3D, physical. They were all energetic, chakra-related, meridian-related, getting rid of partly contracts and connections, but they were at a superficial level. So I did sessions right. with people, they did on me, and it worked, and that brought them back in past lives, traumas and stuff. But when I saw you work with those guys, like, this is what I've always been looking for. I've been telling these guys oh to spend six weeks in a workshop and $10,000 to heal. You guys are nuts. It's quantum physics. It's seconds. You heal in seconds. Yeah. And I met people like Eric Pearl and all those guys before. Something resonated there which says, healing is really easy because you don't heal. The person heals when they get in balance. Now, how do you get them in balance? That is seconds work, theoretically. Not hours and, and months and weeks and you steal their money and they're all like hooked up to you. That all felt wrong, like the church has right. felt wrong. So when I met you, I didn't feel any of that. I saw you work with those people and I was blown away. Like, okay, this is who I, who I, I am. This is mm -hmm. what I think true healing is about. Exactly. Um, so then I started doing 21 days. Uh, obviously, IGH is with you. Um, wow, this is only a year ago. Right now, actually, exactly one year ago. Really? So it seems long, long, but it's fast. Yeah, it was last year, same time. Wow. So in a way, it feels very long because I'm a very impatient person still when I want to ascend. Um, but at the same time, it's very short. Mm -hmm. So the first few months were really uh, getting rid of all my programs, all the, all the hereditary programs, my physical issues. I mean, I had calcification, I had a neck hernia where doctors said I would be paralyzed, I had a bl high blood pressure, they said, oh, watch out, you're gonna get this and that and that. Mm -hmm. All this fear of not being able to get old, like my parents didn't get old. My yep. father died 36, mother 56. So I was happy to become 56, I'll tell you, and I'll survive <laughs> them. Um, but all of a sudden, everything shifted and everything changed. So there was pretty serious detox. Um, but so I was- was there a belief level? Like initially, were you hesitant or were you like studying? Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I, I had, I, no, there was a belief system that I've been to all those churches, try to believe in what they were saying, and then I had all these gurus, I tried to believe what they were saying, but they all fooled me. They all put right. me on the wrong, although they were signposts pointing to the right direction, right. they distorted me. Right. So I thought, not, not another guy, this Masajati will not distort me. I right. So I was discerning. Okay. But it took uh, a long time, this, this discernment, for different reasons, because I was also in business. I was running a company again, so I was so busy. It's always good to question. Yeah, and I was still with other teachers. I was with Batillo Massaro, who mm -hmm. his father became a friend. So I was, I was still working with other people while I knew 
there was truth in, in connecting with your consciousness, mm -hmm. basically, your essence. So, so when I came back, I was full on. I did not work. I, I dropped all the other teachers before I, I decided. And then when we connected in Dubai, I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. And that was a natural decision. It's just like part, it wasn't like you know a it. conscious decision. No, you know you it. just like know it. It's like, you know okay, it, yeah. yeah. So that, that was a no-brainer. So then I was full on, like 90%, not, mm -hmm. not 100, full, full would be 100, but I was like 90% dedicated. Like I'm going to devote my next six, 12 months to work with this guy, see what it's all about, see where it brings me. And that went fast. Um, there were times, like a few months ago, where I wondered, like, you know, where am I really? Have I really progressed? Have I really changed my life? Is the old Peter still there with all the patterns? And part of it was true. It was still there. I had to go deeper and deeper and deeper. But part of it said, no, look at what you've achieved so far. But my environment was not so flattering yet. They were actually hostile. Friends left me. Um, I wasn't in business. I wasn't interesting to business people either. So it, I, I became more and more isolated and on my own even more lonely, very lonely, uh, also isolated from my family. So I went through that void for a long time, almost nine months. And physically also, as you say, um, as a re rebuilding my body, all the right. systems, which means that the symptoms come up pretty hard. So yeah. both emotionally, physically, there was a lot of detox. It was a tough time. But Again, I knew this was right. This was right. I have so there to go was something through. inside you that goes, hey, keep on going. Totally. And delighted, actually. It was delighted while I was going through all that shit. Um, so I think I really came out of that, which was a breakthrough when we met in Oslo mm -hmm. uh, there, which is only, what, two months ago? You two know, months roughly. Ago. So we drove there, and I've, I've had these moments where I knew who I was or what I was, right? But I didn't own it. So conceptually, yeah. I knew what I was and why I'm here, which is a good start because then your mind gets in tune and behind it, which helps instead of boycotting you. Um, but I didn't own it. So I've had these moments where you sit down, not meditating, but just sitting in nature, and I just connect to this loving source. So I was not in what they call bliss, but I was in ecstasy, like crying of joy and so much love and so much peace. And then it would move into crying because why can I not be there? So should I die to be home? Because I, I, I thought I knew what home was. And I still think I know what home is when you die. I've done my regressions. I've seen my death 30, 40 times. I was aware, conscious enough to follow what happens when the body dies, what happens to your essence, to your soul, to your awareness. So I knew, for me, that was the truth. Whether other people believe it or not, I, I was not afraid of dying. That was home. But I was trying to figure out, how can I be here in this right. 3D reality on this beautiful planet and not feel shit, and mm -hmm. not feel despair, and not wanted to check out, like, right. I'm done here. I knew that was wrong, there was something more for me, but I, I didn't know what it was. So in, in, in our trip there in Oslo, you basically worked to me saying, okay, I'll, I'll really make sure you own it now, you'll become one. Mm -hmm. So there's no gratitude anymore, because who are you grateful to, right? right. There's exactly. source, there's spirit, there's the body, there's other levels of consciousness in between and around, so it's all one. So right. why would you be grateful? Why would you be sad? Because you are connected anyway all the time. So apart from the concept, which I've grabbed for 20 years, right? Now I got to own it and feel it. So what happened is that uh, a month ago I was in Turkey having an operation and I could not sleep for three days, but it felt like an opportunity to be awake for three days, 24 exactly. hours and sort of meditate. I wasn't meditating, but I was meditating. I was just sitting in bed all night, not knowing what to do because meditation sounds like a doing. It's not a doing. Yeah. So I was in a state where all of a sudden 
something clicked in. You would call it an upgrade, maybe. Yeah. I mean, those things make sense in business, but not in me privately. But I was like, all of a sudden, while I was sitting, I had this awareness or whatever came is like, I am pure source and I felt like pure source. And then I felt like, but I'm also every cell of my body. Every cell of my body is me. So this whole body of trillions of cells connecting, interfering, having information exchange and all the universe, all the, all the star systems and source, it's all me. I am. The words I am came. Mm -hmm. Now throughout my life, let go came a lot. Just be came mm -hmm. a lot for a few years. And now it was the final, like I am. To say that is easy. To own it, to feel mm -hmm. it in every cell of your body and, and every level of consciousness between earth and, and, and that's the difference. That's the difference. So yeah. if you call that, whatever you call it, I was like, whoa. So I wake up that morning and I was like, I am nothing to do. And it was not ecstasy or, or super joy. It was just what they call bliss, peaceful. It's the state of being. Whole. It's the state of being. Natural, like you always talk about the nature, just mm -hmm. be. Yeah, just and, be. And then see what happens from there. Right. So that was, for me, that was, you could almost say it's, it's never an end point, but for me it was an end point of a search of 40 years through all these modalities to say, wow, now my spirit, body, and my mind can all be in alignment. And then you did your accelerated 21 days where you say now, be in the center and align all the three centers together with the earth, be in the middle of your spirit body, make sure your spirit body is in and around, mm -hmm. become one, and then you'll have your sphere of opportunity. All of a sudden, that all makes sense. And you talk about efficiency. What, what does efficiency mean? Now, now I understand. As long as you're in the center, in that place, it is very efficient, very efficient. and everything falls in place. The body, mm -hmm. abundance, everything comes to you. So there was a point. So you talked about the end point, just to clarify. So for you, yes, it's not an end point but no. it's basically uh your spirit's redefinition of space-time so that's what that is does that make sense to you? yeah I, I i understood and experienced it's like now you understand what space-time is about and you're in the present moment so you're centered in time yeah that, w that was through your accelerator work yeah where that became clear but the i am is a much grander thing because it's it's everything Right, right. So that was that that's was that redefinition of space. Yeah. Time. So that's first the I am oh, who I you am. are, and then you can project into three D world, and yeah. then your three D world will also fall exactly. into place as long as you're centered. That's that click. Yeah. That I talk about you just click in. Yeah, so th and those two things set. really made. S I owned them all of a sudden. I knew them exactly. instead of learning them, teaching them, practicing mm -hmm. all that stuff that we all go through. It was. It was so. So that was for me a completion to know now I'm home. Now what? And actually the question, now what, for the first time in my life, didn't come. There is no now what. I am. Mm -hmm. So I was, Beautiful. the loneliness fell away. And sometimes it flares up a little if I think about my kids or try. Of course, that's human. That's human. So human emotions come. But I, I it's like. But you grow from them. Hmm? You grow and cherish those moments. Yeah. yeah so it's, now it's you not know, a problem anymore. Kids, it doesn't bring you know, me down. Like, yeah. It's just yeah. part of being human. So, so, so that loneliness dropped away. Um, the impatience to, to do and to be busy or to grow spiritually, like I got to go higher and higher, which was really fears in me. Right. That dropped away for a while. So for, for one or two or three weeks, I was just being, enjoying so much just to be and not reaching for euphoric states or, or other exp spiritual experiences of business or whatever. I mean, I interviewed for a job, which was a great job. I would love to have it. But when it dropped away, it took me two hours to say, oh, 
wasn't the right job. I would just move on. Beautiful. It actually doesn't feel right. And then I had a date and a good girl, nice girlfriend, blah, blah. Also ended in two days. So there was no sadness because there's no lack. You know, mm -hmm. you're complete. You're whole. Mm -hmm. It's complimentary. complimentary. As a human, it's still beautiful experience, relationships, business, whatever you do. This is the 3D experience. But the completeness was there. It's all part of confirming those deletions and all that. Yeah, I saw that very clearly. Every really time well. I walk into these situations, like, yep. ah, okay, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's, that's what I reached until I met you this time which is quite a journey in itself. So thank mm -hmm. you for supporting me there and showing me the way because it's, it's us, it's me doing it, but you helped me accelerate. Um, but now we're at this point, which, which, which I'd like to share with you. And basically it's, it's part of a question, part of a sharing, like now what? Because part of me still says, okay, Peter, this is it. Enjoy this three-dimensional life as spirit because it's so beautiful. Just be there. Despite of all the stuff happening in society, you're in your own created world and it's changing as you manifest, mm -hmm. as you project from spirit to your body and the environment. All the opportunities, everything is there. So the accelerated part is almost boring because I understand the concept. I'm living it and I trust that I still get benefit from it. But there's something more like, okay, Moss, push me higher. Right. Why don't you push me higher? You, you, you really get me, hook me when you say project superhuman or maybe from the foundation to accelerate to something else mm -hmm. like which we talked about and tried and like right i'm ready to see if there's anything else not out of lack not out mm -hmm. of need because i think i'm at a point in my life where i am and it affects my children it affects my friends my friendships are becoming more like love relationships whether they're male or female doesn't matter there's no need there's no abuse there's no manipulation oh, that whole redefinition of how you saw yourself yeah so that strong male now Thank you. Confident, strong male rather than, hmm, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, so, so for um, me, that's enough fulfillment. That's what I've yeah, always that, looked for, I've reached. But exactly. there is something more. And you keep intriguing me when you say those <laughs> things. Well, Peter, there's ways to go as to become a full potential full of potential. your human being. And I'm like, okay, other dimensions, I'm not sure. Um, so what is there? So that, that intrigued me to say, so why don't we go? Push me, push me, push me. And every time you say, I'll bring you higher in frequencies, but you might get distorted. So I'm careful. And I'm like, don't be careful. Even if I die, Moss, I want to go. And that's where I am. Like, do right. I do this on my own? Do, I, mm -hmm. do we need people around us? Are there other people around us? What? Right. So uh, you're getting to that stage where if I do push you, you'll probably balance yourself correctly because you're keen, mm -hmm. so to speak, and you learn really fast. Mm -hmm. So that would be no problem there. Um, and then more so it's 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 like an awareness level so i've broken into those levels okay but and i can pull you into those levels uh but it's always nice to go in as a group into yeah. those levels because it's understand. you know it's safer it's more secure yeah um and this is where you go so deep that you know the physical thing the physical abuses that all those things that you've gone through yeah. is like nothing compared to some of the abuse patterns and so on that can that can happen to you and and you might think well it's just mental uh, imagery or or they no, playing with my mind it's it's so real because they can pull you in especially if you had like like severe abuse patterns which you've had totally. you know and the abuse you did the abuse series right? totally yes that yes, really yes. cleaned you out and again that's why you're here there was some minor detox there yeah yeah of course um, so learning a lot from it for you, the abuse series was 
Okay, those are all the patterns that I need to learn from to go and expand. So, um, so, and I know sometimes we get frustrated at this level, so that frustration comes from, well, I want to go more, I want to go more, which is really nice to see from my perspective. It's because you're seeing what's over the horizon and you're excited. Yes. Does that make sense? You're like over that top and you can see what's beyond the horizon and what lays out for you, which is really good because that's the momentum that you're going to need to propel yourself, you know, up that hill and and stay there. So uh, these next few weeks for you, if you don't mind me reading you, is really about making sure all the checks and balances are complete because if something goes wrong... Say like you're you're getting ready to fly, right? If you don't check something, something menial, no, like you didn't latch something on correctly, sense. you're in the air. Those things fall apart. Well, you know, you could die from it. So the same thing here. If something is not complete, so you haven't quite done the checklist, sure, sure, and sure. that's why I kind of hesitate to push you higher. Although like in the accelerated, you're getting pushed higher and higher, which allows you to say check and double check. Yep. some of the things and there's still some things for you that you haven't quite completed yeah but when that happens peter it's just like you catapulting into the next level and you'll for you since you're ready you won't catapult to the next level you can have the opportunity to catapult one maybe one two almost like three levels if you could put numbers to it so which is a huge step by the way and it's very distorting to go from one level and skip a couple into the next level. So when you land, it's like those gymnasts, you know, the, you know when they do their, their, uh, their event yep. and they have to land perfectly, otherwise they miss all the points. That doesn't make sense. I don't <laughs> want to be like that. You would have to land perfectly. Otherwise, if you get off kilter, because time becomes a massive factor here. Because if you're off by a little degree you know, it's hard for you to come back because you're going so fast. And at that level, present moment is present moment. Yep. You think something and it happens. I can so see that's that. the realms that you're getting into. Okay. So, so Well, so, so, well, thank you for that. And I, I you know yeah. I trust my spirit. Like you say, spirit has my back all my life, but now it's yeah. stronger than ever. And I trust you. So, mm -hmm. so the eagerness that I had three months ago is not so eager because right now, just living my life, mm -hmm. being whole, it's phenomenal. And I'm mm -hmm. now in this manifestation thing where as my frequency goes up, all these opportunities come in my space. I'm right. not bored. I'm just floating now. So maybe in a month I'll be different, but I'm not sure. Because I, so. I feel like I'm sitting here having a very happy life, mm -hmm. finding finally. Right. Well, you're closer to your kids Everything than ever closer. before. My friends are closer. My yeah, life the, is the fantastic. The kids are really say, yeah. changing. They're, yes. uh, they're getting rid of like your patterns, mom's patterns and yes. so on like that. Yes. Which is one of the most beautiful things. Finances... You know, they're starting to stabilize, yes. things like that. Yes. Um, so the next pattern for you is, is, is the lifestyle that you've had before, right, will, will most likely come back to you, but from a very different yeah. version. It might be the same, say, level. Obviously, it's, it usually is more for people or 10 times grander sure, sure, sure. Than, than before. But then without the distortions, without the abuse, without the pain, yeah. without the, you know, uh, dis, dis, destroying your body, anything like that. I mean, to you, you look actually younger than ever you. before. So I, I, I feel a lot younger, obviously. Yeah. I'm mean, much healthier, but I, I think 
part of the reason I'm asking is not about me, but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I've been with all these teachers mm -hmm. and people like me devoted their time and energy and money with all those teachers and hopefully to change ourselves and by mm -hmm. that be a tuning fork to change the world, right? And I look at all my friends who've been around those teachers for 40 years, they're still disturbed, still, still distorted. Disturbed. So I'm hoping that there will be this cloud of people, not me, but us. That, of course, that's that what you can bring to for. that level where we can be the tuning forks and work with people and have exactly. everybody live the life that they're supposed to be. That's what it's about. Right? That's As a child, I knew it's our birthright to live in abundance and health. This planet is awesome. This universe is. is awesome. People is. are awesome. Animals, everything is awesome. Yeah. We just created this journey to learn mm -hmm. and see all the duality. Right. So, so you know, I, it's not me. It's a, it's a, it's a collective thing. Like it is a collective. Why, thing. why are there so few people that are ready to move to your level, Mars? That's what I keep asking myself. And you know, obviously, um, you know, I really don't know. But just to surmise, I think it's you know we get so stuck in a certain path like religion or spirituality or whatever that comes out. Mm. You know, like you've gone to a lot of the teachers, uh, and we get stuck. You know in that momentum and it's so hard to pull people back but then imagine you know your you know your great grandfather uh, mothers you know they create that momentum you're stuck in with it so it's like the world's going in a certain direction yeah. and people have to really awaken so um but just to answer uh, or just to interject on your friends seen a lot of teachers or religion and why aren't people so awakened yeah. because like religion uh, some of the other teachers or almost all of the other teachers and so on their teachings might be correct right the physicalness of, the, of their teachings might be correct but one they don't go into the deeper layers where we completely delete the patterns so there's they're like another overlay yeah I can see right? that. you still have your operating system existing yeah. Yeah. what we do is like literally re like reset your hard drive, erase it completely, and put on your original drive yes. back to your default without the distortion. Um, and then two, their teachings might be accurate or correct or some of their teachings, but then whenever people teach, it's not about the subject of what you're learning or what they're teaching. It's the essence of themselves hmm. that is wound in their teachings. So although their teachings might be accurate, hmm. right? And this is where people get stuck with guru situations, uh, falling in love with you know false prophets and all those things, because hmm. because it, it feels so right the teaching the conscious level, but then it's laced you know with seduction of their uh, of their distortions because they yeah. didn't get rid of it. That's clear. Does that make sense? So what happens is that you get wound. And then their teachings, and that's why I'm different, is that they don't allow you to center yourself. They force you to go, this is the teachings, it's, and, and, and it's about them, if you've ever noticed, mm. right? No matter who they are, mm, even the religions, yeah. right? It's about the priests or course, the mullah yeah. or I don't know, whatever else they call themselves. So what do you do? You have to gravitate towards their understanding of the religion, right? So yeah. even if it's a religion, what do you have to do? You have to pull yourself or get pulled into that and consciousness. And you lose yourself. Yeah, so so every other teaching out there is like you lose yourself. Yeah. What I do is like I, I pull you out of wherever you are and then center you to where you are, where you should be, like your, your center, your precise center. Very, very clear. Yes. 
and I help you stabilize, kind of hold your hand for a little bit, and then I let you go. And this is really hard for people to understand, especially those who've been abused, because I let you go, and there's nobody else that can like be out there for you. You have to learn to stabilize, as I call it, the pedestal, on that pedestal, yeah. on your own. Yeah. No outside help, no, no you know, spiritual help, n- no God out there, because it's all about you. We don't understand God the way that... People think that God's going to go out there and help me. God's already there. <laughs> you have to like enlighten yourself to connect to that God identity, whatever that God That's identity is. That's what I said. When you feel the I am, you feel trusted. Exactly. You are it. You're stable. So there's no fear. On your own. There's nobody to support you. It's you. Exactly. You can only get support to accelerate faster, right. but it's you. Yeah, and I hate to say it, it, but at that level, do you need God? Because No, you are God. There's well, no, there's no. You're an essence of God or a fractal of God, right? Yeah. And you understand the power. Just being a fractal of God, it's, it's huge beyond anything physical here. It's, yeah. it's just quite amazing. So, so that's what I help you do. And again, it's, it's tough for people. And the reason why it's tough is because you're doing it on your own. You're not selling any part of your spirit True. to allow anybody to help you. Because I don't even help you because it's detrimental for me. I can't ascend to the levels because I'll be dragging your ass, sorry, uh, along with. And it, it, it doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit you, right? So, so that's the difference between what I do. And that's why once people get it, like you did, especially, you know, aware individuals, they get it. And it's like, oh, I get it. It's all about me. It's all about me balancing myself. So what do you do? You shed off all the layers that aren't you. Well, plus it's all about quantum physics in the end. It's exactly. You, you quantum get automatically physics. interested in quantum physics, which I never studied. Yeah. Like you probably never and studied. About, it's about efficiency. You go in there, yeah, and you see it. It's like, oh, this is how it works. This Instead of all this, works. let's say, right. Eastern philosophy stuff or rituals. It's like, no, rituals it's straightforward. Exactly. But the, the other the other. I have these two set parts. One is why why are we not as a group ascending? Second thing is there's only one Masajati as I found. There might be another Masajati out there Could somewhere. Be. But if you look at these the religions, right? We know what's happening to the Catholic priest and all the abuse and stuff. Guess what? In the spiritual world, John of God, one of the heroes of some of my friends, not me, didn't feel right. He's now in jail. Abuse. Yep. So he's a man of God, calls himself John of God. He has mm-hmm. his, his mediums or the spirits helping mm-hmm. him to do surgery, blah, blah, blah. People go there. He's in jail as well. So, you know, and again, where, that's, this going, Moss? I mean, that's where, well, that's where Jesus said, you know, anybody can heal you, right? And that's how people get seduced. It's like, wow, he's got great abilities. Mm-hmm. I should go follow them. But then that's how he gets seduced. You know, again, Jesus said, anybody can heal you, but be careful how they heal you. So Always how do you see maintain yourself that as one of, one of the few bright lights in this world still. Well, I was hoping yes. that there would be thousands you know, there, there are people that practice what I call exponential intelligence. And again, I didn't design or develop sure. exponential intelligence. Uh, I brought the teachings to an understanding, right? Kind of that translation. So it's been around uh, since the beginning of time. Uh, it's actually our core handbook on how we survive. So uh, are there other people out there? Uh, people use exponential intelligence or, or in that state of mind, um, but I've turned it into, say, a teaching process. Right? A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who are, say, significantly successful, they're using exponential intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are people out there, they might not be teaching it. That's all. They might not be 
dedicating their lives to helping other people, although being at that level, they're helping people around them, but they're yeah. not actively helping. No, so for, I think there's other people. For me out it's two there. different things, right? One is like yeah. you said, to practice exponential skills for me is like you connect to this source of information where of everything is, right? I call it right. the Akashics. If, even Nobel Prize you physicist want to call, it. call it the Akashics. Mm -hmm. So I think all successful business people are the Mozart of this world, young young people basically that well, have Yeah, the, I just want to clarify the ones who didn't sell themselves. Ah, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> you can get successful the opposite way. So that's true. The oh. the ones that are 360 degrees of abundance and living their life significantly, those would be say. And although they're not healers, you know, being around them, their they're family, fork, their yeah. loved ones, they're that tuning fork yeah. that helping yeah. people. Just like you, that's say true. that you that's went true. into business, right, and you didn't get into healing. Your the company that you would run, your employees. Right? That's true. Would totally be That's healed. Real healing in the end, It'd be right? productive. You wouldn't be damaging the planet. True. You would find you know efficient ways to maintain you know healthy employees, healthy consciousness, healthy products, services. And, you know, that's how we uh, transform the world. But you had some other uh, really interesting questions, or you did not. I don't know. Well, this no. I, I think this was my major part major of it. One? There's there's one intriguing part which I I mm -hmm. don't know how do I describe it. There's these moments where you you typically in some of the sessions you do with with a group you bring me to a higher frequency or mm -hmm. i'm so present and so in my body that i go to a level where i look at a, at a bird and I, st I fall in love i'm crying or i look at a tree mm -hmm. and all the colors start moving beautiful unbelievable and i'm like wow this is where you blend into mm -hmm. this 3d reality and i only have glimpses so I'm right. like, am I doing anything wrong? This is the, the human rational no. Peter part. Like, it will just come naturally and evolve or not. Right. So when you're ready, you'll start to understand that everything is a frequency, not just understand it, but just know it at a deeper level, that this reality is not as solid as you think it is. But if you, say, jumped into it now, it's such a blissful, euphoric state that what happens is that if you jump into it full force, a lot of times you can't come back out and then that's where is that a problem that's a huge it feels, problem feels pretty nice then. <laughs> it feels pretty nice and that's how it, it's kind of like seduction again <laughs> yeah it's that seduction you know how the 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 ocean if you've ever sat on a cliff you yeah. know next to the ocean yeah do you know how it just draws you in oh yeah i just want to jump in i just want to jump in it's like i just yeah, want to be a part of it of <laughs> it's that beautiful but yeah. obviously what happens if you jump in you know it's you well, know, you're not in the body anymore. But you're not you in your body anymore, else? but then you get lost. Oh, really? Yeah, you get lost because, well, it's like, because as soon as you make that decision, to, when people cool. have done that, you make that decision because it's such a seductive place. Fantastic. So, well, being that pure, and that's what you're seeing, that bird yeah. is that pure, that tree is that Fantastic. pure. It's like, gosh, I just want to blend in. And then you blend in, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. I'm of a higher consciousness or of a slightly different consciousness than say nature and that's why we're human identity and then it's like oh shit what did I do and then you blend in and then you get you lose your spirit essence so to speak that doesn't and sound good it's not a good thing so it's my protection when I go in I go automatically back out that's my protection system right so when you go right in you get introduced yeah. to what that feels like you yeah. go back out you say reclaim yourself and that's why I always stress especially in the accelerated wow. identify what your body is yeah, 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 yeah like the dimensions where you end right your environment begins because at the higher levels 
you you get a hard time understanding it's because hard to it's so grand. Yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine. I know it gets so grand that you just like, <laughs> just like disappear, disappear <laughs> into the I being, and it's such that. a euphoric state. It's like, well, it's like being high, you know. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, totally. And then it's like somebody runs you over or something. Wow, so, oh, that makes it clear. So that's why, cool. and then you can't maintain control, right? Because like you you're saying, yeah, all your out billions all and trillions yeah. of particles are all over the place and you can't pull them back. That makes sense. That makes sense and you can't, well, you can't sense anything and it becomes separation. Cool. So you're not an I am anymore. It's like, where the hell am I? What the I'm hell glad happened I'm finally to me? there, so yeah, let's back. not go there. Yeah, so for you going into it, kind of feeling it out, stepping back, getting stronger, nice. you go into it, you'll stay in there a little bit longer, you step back, right? It's just like acclimation. So learning to walk, yeah. Yep. You, it's acclimating and you'll stay in there obviously you don't want to stay stay in there all the time because it's distorting but you can go in there anytime that you need to at will and it'll come back so why is it distorting because you want to live your 3d human life you mean right you're here but you can do both experience right? here well yeah you can do or, both but like i said before if you stay in that space you start to lose the identity of your body so you start to lose the consciousness and you start which is why evaporate. we came anyway, right? Which to is why you that, came, so. <laughs> right? So your okay. your spirit literally like evaporates, wow. and then you start losing your identity, and then that's where you would go into what people would call a hell or something, because you because you lose time. Yeah, I can see that now. If you were, and this is where animals they don't have spirits or souls unless they're connected with humans because you create like an identity for them and then it's you that creates oh, like okay. a spirit or soul or a personality for them. It's kind of like a pain body, but just in animal form. Yep. Um, so animals, what happens? They die, they evaporate into that nothingness and it's just bliss, but there's no identity of them anymore, if that makes sense. Because yep. they go into a consciousness yeah. and that's it. So you can do that, but you're, you're of a higher form. That doesn't make sense. And that's what makes you spirit versus nature, yep. right? Yep. So, good question. Cool. Um, any other questions? I don't think so. I'm pretty happy where I am, Ross. I can only <laughs> thank you, man. I can't thank you enough. Well, Peter, thank you. is very informative, hopefully, for those individuals listening in, going through the same trajectory. Uh, again, uh, an amazing life story of where one man or one woman can grow from, say, any sort sort of despair, use it as stepping stones to ascend higher, higher, rather than burying yourself. So, Peter, thanks for being on this podcast. Uh, and hopefully, as you ascend higher, as you get into those other realms, hopefully we'll do another podcast, see where you are. All right. So far, so good. All right, guys. Thanks, man. So, thanks for being on the podcast. And as always, notice what you notice. And now, notice the details of what you notice.